Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone. This is the Roman Show for the week of June 6th. This week we welcome Karina Dam, who will compete in Titan FC this week, Friday, June 10th, in Coral Gables. This plus much more on the Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Fido, go. Fido, guidance, Surgeon, go. Guidance, we're go. GNC, we're going. Tell go. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Welcome, everyone. It's another episode of The Roman Show. I am your host, Rodolfo Roman. You can follow me at Roman DH or follow the Roman Show at the Roman Show and at the other end, my dashing co-host, Mr. George Alonzo. It's uh, my name is Dashing George Alonzo, like you just mentioned. Voted number one face on Blog Talk Radio by all the women of Blog Talk Radio. And before you continue, uh, as usual, I have to do a shameless plug for my dashing uh, dashing nights. For they have sent me another dashing email into my dashing mailbox. So let's go ahead and open this email here. This comes from Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C., Mr. Roman. We're hard all around the United States. And this comes from Carolina. So. Okay, Carolina. Okay, thank you. Thank you, sir. You can make an assistant perfectly. Thank you. So Carolina writes, Dear Dashing George, you have a very sexy voice. Can we set up a private conversation? Well, Carolina, here's my answer to you. No, because I don't see you and only the Dashing ones get to see me. Well, after that useless one minute of waste of time, I do have to give you some good information. And that's the Athlon Rub and All Natural Sport Rub brings the martial arts time-tested tile to all serious athletes like yours truly. Made in the United States of America from an FDA and GMP certified facility, athletes will now have a trusted source and study. What? What, what do you what? see? You're doing your phone and let me read a plug here. Excuse me, I'm checking for more dashing emails. Athletes will now have a trusted source and steady supply for Tyo to aid in their warm-up training and recovery. Warm better, train harder, recover faster. Athlonrub.com. I use it myself all the time prior to training, and I must say it makes me feel brand new before and after, George. Well, you know something, uh, now that we're actually watching this, you know who was the originator of dashing? The champ, the man, the legend, Muhammad Ali. He was the man that created a dashing, you know, the dashing regime. And to this day, I'm glad to be holding up that, you know, bargain. Uh, And uh, I want to say, before we continue on with this show, my many, many respects 
to the Ali family. As a matter of fact, I was a great fan watching him since WrestleMania 1 when he participated in the main event. All the way through his daughter that went into the boxing career, you know, following in her father's footsteps. And uh, I have to say Muhammad Ali, by far, is always going to be the greatest of all time. And rest in peace, Muhammad Ali. Thank you so very much for everything you did. Thank you for sharing that, George. You know, I went on Periscope the day that uh, the news were confirming Muhammad Ali's or Cassius Clay's death. Uh, which was very unfortunate, a legend in the sport, a legend not only in the sport but outside as well as he contributed to many charities and uh, a lot to society. Muhammad Ali, a boxer that has uh, legendary, iconic status in the sports world and in boxing as well. I could just look, I was actually, when when I learned of the news, I was going online and seeing some of his boxing matches with with the George Foreman's. and even the one where he took on Antonio Noki in Japan, which was a precursor to mixed martial arts. That was technically your first MMA-sanctioned fight, if you want to say, which was Antonio Noki using his catch-style wrestling against Muhammad Ali, a pro boxer. Yep, as a matter of fact, he almost knocked the block off of uh, Cowboy Bob Orton in WrestleMania 1. As a matter of fact, we're actually uh, seeing some clips that he actually uh, wrestled a couple, well, boxed a couple wrestlers with, uh, in the WWE uh, back in the day known as the WWF before he stepped in the ring with Antonio Inoki. Uh, so there were some great, great things uh, that Muhammad Ali not just did for the boxing industry, but he did for the pro wrestling industry. So, again, major, major thank you for Muhammad Ali for breaking that barrier, you know, being the first to break that barrier between the world of professional wrestling and the sport of boxing. We will never, ever forget you for your, your great, great dedications, your great charities, what you did for everyone being a role model, and uh, we will live on your name, uh, Mr. Ali. Absolutely. Muhammad Ali, a great uh, that will forever... Uh, be lost. And George, we are receiving reports that Kimbo Slice, and this is breaking news, Kimbo Slice has died. Kimbo Slice uh, was hospitalized here in South Florida due to chest pain. And from the reports that we are receiving as a recording of this program, he has passed away in South Florida. Kimbo Slice at a young 42 years old, has lost his fight uh, with whatever disease or what he had, and now he has passed away. Very unfortunate news hearing this from Kimbo Slice here in South Florida, 305 originator, uh, a true fighter. I had the opportunity of interviewing him on several occasions, and a very quiet guy Kimbo Slice was. He he was you know he was a money man. He was a guy. They just wanted to get in there and, and brawl, which is what he did in the backyard. And obviously, we just recently take on Dada 5000, another good friend of mine. Um, and now we're just getting news that Kimbo Slice uh, has died. Uh, this is very unfortunate. Of course, he has a stint uh, in UFC. He was in Bellator. And, in fact, in Coral Gables at the same building where... Uh, Titan FC will be held this weekend, this Friday. 
Kimbo Slice main evented Elite X um, Elite FC Elite FC and in that promotion George he sold out that venue he sold out that venue here in South Florida um, which was unheard of actually because not, not a lot of MMA promotions sell out in Miami but he did it well and, and comes to show you a lot of people a lot of fans of MMA would of course you know bash Kimbo for his fighting techniques in the octagon but I'm going to tell you one thing if there's one thing we're going to always remember Kimbo Slice as is you could put any fighter against him he would never be afraid of entering that octagon to fight him he would fight anybody and that was it that was going to be always one thing that will remember Kimbo Slice about uh, he stepped in there with some of the best, including Ken Shamrock. So, as a matter of fact, he's even uh, stepped up uh, in underground fights against, uh, I believe it was a bet, because if you YouTube it, it looks like uh, the man had some background in the police. So, they, I guess they were doing an underground fight. The man has no fear to fight who you put in front of. But if, you know, with Kimbo Slice's passing, you know, another great has been lost. This is just coming. Uh, this, is, this is very sad. And it was back in 2008, actually, Elite XC. Uh, Kimbo Slice main evented against David Abbott. And uh, Kimbo Slice uh, knocked out David Abbott in just only his uh, second professional mixed martial arts fight and, and that was a big deal uh because it was a guy at the backyarder and all of a sudden he's making a name for himself because of the youtube fights and he he went on here i remember elite xc used to be shown in uh on showtime at the time um and for him to main event a fight card like this it was a big huge deal he sold out the place and then he went on to have his little fair share with the ufc he was on the Ultimate Fighter. He lost against Roy Nelson. And then, most recently, he had, he was signed with Bellator. In fact, he was supposed to fight in July uh, against James Thompson in a rematch. Uh, that Well, the two battled back in 2008, but it was going to be in London, in Bellator, in July. Uh, this, 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 you know, this is pretty touching for me, George, because I, I know Kimbo Slice. I, I interviewed him several times. I shared some time with him inside the cage here in South Florida, and you know this uh, this sucks. Well, the most I could tell you is is that uh, Mr. Roman, because you never know the pain that a person is going through before they go into that next life. Um, let's just be thankful that they're no longer going through that pain, because the worst thing you could always wish upon is that that person's still in a hospital bed suffering. You know, from whatever pain that could be. Yes, hospitals have top-of-the-line equipment to help you in whatever you need. But if it's an issue that's so severe that had to take his life, you know, what can, what can you do? Just be thankful that he's not suffering. And, um, you know, it, it hurts. Yeah, it hurts. But let's, let's not be selfish and say we wish they were still around because we don't know the pain they were going through. Instead, let's just be thankful that they're no longer going through that pain. 
But uh, well, um, gonna read some news on uh, June tenth. Uh, I, I will be announcing George in Coral Gables and Back United Center. Uh, that that actually is the place again where Kimbo Slice headlined uh, the Elite XC. I will be uh, announcing for Titan FC. 39 to have a great fight card there and that will be streamed live on ufc fight pass that's this friday june 10th and then on the following night june, june 11th i'll be announcing for xfn and that's at the bahia mar fort lauderdale uh this saturday it's for a fundraiser it's a fundraiser mma event for fleoa foundation which proceeds assist the families of local and federal law enforcement officers who lost their lives in the line of duty georgia i'm still shocked with this uh Kimball Slice News. It is, you know, this week has been filled with shocking, shocking announcements, including the biggest one, which was obviously Muhammad Ali. But, you know, what, what can we do as humans? You know, it's everyone is on this earth and it's expected to be taken away. But no one ever can predict how soon it could happen. No one. So, well, that said, uh, we'll go ahead and kick it now into gear with uh, MMA uh, Showdown. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to the Showdown. George, uh, kicking on to things here, uh, UFC 199 definitely had a lot of stories from that pay-per-view. One being that Michael Bisping knocked out Luke Rockhold for to become the new middleweight champion. And Michael Bisping said after the fight that it was his easiest night of his life and easiest fight. They tried to bury the hatchet. Michael Bisping went up to Luke Rockhold and said, Hey, look, you're a good fighter. You push me, push me to the best that I can. And Luke Rockhold basically just gave him a cold shoulder. And in fact, in the uh, press conference, they weren't seeing eye to eye. And... Michael Bisping just said, look, I'll knock you out again if you want me to. But Michael Bisping was trying to be a, a classman. He tried to bury the hatchet. And Luke Rockwood would just not give in. He got knocked out fair and square. But this in itself is a Cinderella story because, number one, Michael Bisping took this fight in a really short time. He, he, he just came in out of nowhere after Chris Weidman was, uh, he, uh, suffered an injury, which, in fact, he was having neck surgery uh, or uh, surgery. Uh, yeah, neck surgery. Um about a week and a half ago, and now Michael Bisping stepped in, and he defeated Luke Rockhold and becomes a new champion. Absolutely a great story for Michael Bisping, who has been in the game for many, many years, and finally gets a title around his waist. Michael Bisping has always been a guy that, given the mic, he could literally, you know, talk down an opponent. We've seen it in the past. But Michael Bisping came into this fight respectfully, classman like how you were just saying and on short notice to fight a top elite fighter in Rockhold now Rockhold of course did not share that same feeling towards Bisbing now what ended up happening he got knocked out <laughs> at the end of the story he got knocked out okay fair and square who in the right mind do the does that make look bad? You know, again, you have to enter no matter what you're in, whether it's a sport, a politic, anything. You have, hence why Donald Trump obviously is being bashed. 
but you have to enter everything as a professional. Because if you wanted to start insulting people and throwing them under the bus and disrespecting them, might as well go back to where you started. Go back to middle school. Go back to high school. We, you are professional. It says it in your job title. Once you're fully trained, it says it professional fighter, professional wrestler. Okay? At the end of the day, you need to show everyone the same mutual respect like Michael Bisbing, what ended up happening for Rockhold. Not only does he look bad, but he got knocked out. End of story. Now, another uh, story that was really phenomenal. Dan Henderson knocked out Hector Lombard. It seemed in the beginning of the first round, Lombard was going to take this home. And out of nowhere in the second round, Dan Henderson connects with a kick, followed by an elbow straight out of Hollywood, and put Hector Lombard to sleep with some following two punches. This, my friends, is something out of the, the, the storybook. This is the guy who's 45 years old. Many people have been saying, hey, Henderson, just go ahead, man. Hang up the boots. Hang up the gloves. Retire. Yeah. No. This guy has a lot of punch. He defeated Hector Lombard, a guy who was a champion in Bellator, who was a lot younger than him, who is more powerful physically when you see him. But, man, Dan Henderson has a chin of a freaking made out of steel because he took, he took a, a beating and he came out of nowhere to defeat Hector Lombard. Henderson is a guy that, to me, like, yeah, has many years under his, his belt in the MMA business, but that man knows how to evolve his career. Okay? That man has literally fought every single challenge and has, has surprised most people. And I feel like Dan Henderson actually is going to continue for a very long time in the MMA business. You know, Lombard was a guy that was pretty much the favorite going into this fight. You know, and what happened? Dan Henderson evolved. Listen, I know for many, many weeks I've been saying constantly, hey, you know, these these um the older fighters that are in the MMA business, they're obviously going to lose to the younger Lions because they're hungrier. Here's the difference. The the older Lions, let's call them, the 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 leaders of the pack, okay? They they haven't evolved per se. Yeah, their training is good, their regimen is good, uh and all that stuff, but again, the the heart is always stronger than the body. And that's why these younger lions take over. But Dan Henderson, this is a man that's not only evolved his fighting style, but he's been able to evolve his heart. So I see him being one of those guys that could survive this new era in MMA. Absolutely. And then to follow off, we heard the big news, of course. Uh, Well, one more thing. Dominic Cruz defeated Uriah Faber. And he now um, can officially say that not only they were verbally attacking each other, but as for right now, Dominic Cruz is the bigger man as he keeps on with his title. Uh, George, uh, again, I, I, I'm still heartbroken to hear the, the story of Kimbo Slice who passed away. One of his trainers saying that it was a heart failure. Uh, you know, we'll, 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 throughout the week, we'll have more information on this and uh, we'll, we'll try to do a live show or something to follow up uh, because this definitely hits home to, close to home. Uh, with that said, we're going to go ahead and welcome Karina Dam 
here uh, on the Roman Show to talk about her fight this weekend against uh, Sarah Alpar uh, in Titan FC at the Bank United Center. This uh... Marlins fans, you don't have to wait for the 2017 All Star Game at Marlins Park to catch All Star Fever. Awesome this year! Every Saturday is an All Star Saturday. I like it. Every Saturday home game will feature a bobblehead giveaway of your favorite Marlins All Stars in franchise history: Charles Johnson, Jeff Conine, Mike Lowell, Al Leiter, Dontrell Willis, and many more. I do love those guys. Go to Marlins.com today and secure your tickets for All Star Saturday. Bobbleheads will be available while supplies last. All right, everyone, mark it down on your calendars. June 10th, Titan FC returns to action here in South Florida in Coral Gables at the Bank United Center. And one lady will be in action. She is a veteran of the sport. I'm talking about Karina Dam. Karina will be in action against Sarah Appler. Again, this show will be streamed on UFC Fight Pass, but if you're in South Florida, make sure to get your tickets. Karina, thank you so much for your time and joining us here on The Roman Show. How are you? Hi. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, Karina, well, you got this fight coming up uh, against Sarah Alper and Titan FC. First, uh, how does it feel to sign up with Titan FC? It's a it's a company uh, that's on the UFC Fight Pass and has a lot of exposure. Yes, I'm so happy about about my contract in in Titan FC 39 because. I see the one opportunity for a one year ago, and the fight is my dream. It's my life. I love the opportunity. I so excited. And, and Karina, you have uh, you're taking on Sarah Alper. Uh, what can you tell me about your opponent? Uh, she has a good Muay Thai. Uh, she's a very very. And she's she's coming now in Titan FC. I think so. She's one. She's one. Watch a good show and she's one kick kicking me. I I think so. That okay. Now um, you last fought back in April. Uh, how come you took some time off from fighting? Yes, because I don't, I don't, I didn't have have a good time for the training. Now I have a time for training for my diet. I'm I'm done. I I hope I'll win at my next fight. And and Karina, where are you currently training now? I'm training every day in America Top Team. This is my family and my my team. Um, I train I train jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, boxing, physical conditioning, two four hours per day. Uh, I have uh, just a Sunday off, but I'm training hard. I I think. He, so about my my fight is a good good show time. And Karina, Titan FC announced that another American top team fighter and a person that you fought back in 2007, Jessica Aguilar, uh, is the women's matchmaker for the company. How do you feel about that? Uh, she's a good person. I like Jessica. She's helping me. 
in, in my fight. Uh, she see my trainers and the. Uh, um, I love Jessica. She's a good fighter. I want to see if she is in in, in her, her next fight in UFC. Correct. Now you have you're a veteran of uh, women's mixed martial arts. You fought all over the world, and I mean your your first fight goes back to uh, 2004, so tw more than 10 years ago. How have you seen women's MMA evolve? I'm so happy because uh, my dreams is a see a MMA MMA uh, I'm sorry, English. Uh, okay. Can, can you repeat a question, yes. please? How, how, what do you think of how mixed martial arts for women has evolved? Uh, it's become uh, more respected. Uh, there are titles. Women are now fighting in the UFC uh, and in other promotions. Before, uh, when you started, it wasn't like that. The UFC even said that they never pictured or they never wanted women's MMA. But now, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of uh, great fights the ladies are putting on today. Yes, it's a good opportunity for, for all the girls. It's a, a dream for me and all the girls. I'm so happy about this. Okay, well, Karina, uh, you got your fight June 10th. What can people expect in Coral Gables and for those watching at the UFC Fight Pass? Thank you. Uh -huh. Thank you so much. We hope to see you in action very soon in uh, in the cage and uh, deliver a great performance with your opponent, Sarah Alper. Yes, thank you. I hope so. <laughs> thank you so much. Bye. Marlins fans, you don't have to wait for the 2017 All-Star Game at Marlins Park to catch All-Star Fever. Awesome. This year. Every Saturday is an All-Star Saturday. I like it. Every Saturday home game will feature a bobblehead giveaway of your favorite Marlins All-Stars in franchise history. Charles Johnson. Jeff Conine. Mike Lowell. Al Leiter. Dontro Willis. And many more. I do love those guys. Go to Marlins.com today and secure your tickets for All-Star Saturday. Bobbleheads will be available while supplies last all right folks well thanks again for tuning into the roman show and this weekend here in soft florida we got a jam-packed weekend we got titan fc on friday and then on saturday june 11th in fort lauderdale you got xfn 9 and i have the uh, the honor of uh, ring announcing that one as well and on the line with me right now i have the president of, of xfn daniel k on the program here in the roman show how are you daniel hey roman thanks for thanks for having me brother my pleasure. So XFN, I want folks to know it's an amateur uh, MMA promotion that has done great work. Uh, you've been around now since 2013. Uh, but first, let's talk about this event before we move forward about the promotion itself. XFN 9 um, is in Fort Lauderdale. It's at Bahia Baltimore. And the good thing, this is not just your, your typical MMA amateur fight. No, there's a reason behind this. It's a fundraiser. Can you explain to us a little bit about this, uh, this event, Daniel? Yeah, that's right. Um, so we've teamed up again with the FLIOA Foundation. It's the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association Foundation. And uh, we're raising money to assist the families of federal and local law enforcement officers who were, um, who were killed in the line of duty. 
So uh, proceeds are going to go directly to helping the families when it comes to uh, funeral services or um, any sort of expense that the family might need help with that insurances don't cover. Um, this money is going to go towards helping those families. Now, why specifically this organization, this nonprofit organization, with so many out there? Do you have a tie for this, a personal connection to it? Um, well, John Batone is uh, is the Florida representative for the FLEO Foundation. I've known John for a little while. He's uh, he's a, a big uh, fight fan. Uh, he's actually been hosting these events for the FLEO Foundation. Um, for over 20 years now, they've mostly been kickboxing shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking one day, and I was talking to him about my MMA show, and I wanted to uh, to do my part as well. You know, um, these these uh, people, these law enforcement officers, are are putting their life on the line for us every day to you know protect our safety and protect our freedom. And uh, when we lose one in the line of duty, um, I believe that. Uh, we need to do something to to say thank you. We need to do something to support them uh, for doing everything they do for us. Absolutely, and I want everyone to head on to xfn9.eventbrite.com. That's where you can purchase your tickets. And uh, and if you're not in Florida, you can watch it on GFL, um, which that's, that's a good thing. And that's something that sets this company apart, Daniel. Um, not too many amateur MMA promotions are out there have the production that you guys have. Uh, definitely well, on point. Well, I mean, that's exactly why, though. We are not an amateur MMA production. We are a professional mixed martial arts promotion company. We feature amateur fighters. Um, there is nothing amateur about what we do. We have a very high-level production uh, for the live show as well as for our viewers online and worldwide via GoFightLive.tv. Uh, we want to be able to give these fighters the optimum exposure, um, and also we want to give them a stage to compete on where they feel respected. You know, I got into the promotional side of things um, because I once wanted to uh, wanted to be a, a UFC fighter at the time is how I, how I called it. I wasn't really familiar with MMA uh, until I was 20 years old, and... Um, and, and I got sucked into it. But the way I envisioned fighting was in a big arena with all my friends and family cheering my name with the lights and, and the cameras and really the full UFC feel. And, uh, you know, when I took my first few fights, they were in dingy clubs that were very dirty. And, you know, any friends that I had that came out or family, they had to stand the entire time. It really wasn't that um, glorifying experience that I was looking for as a fighter, especially an amateur fighter who isn't getting paid to compete. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I decided that, that we can do things better and we can put on a, a show that these fighters can be proud to to fight for. And you definitely have a great show coming up. You got Zakwaski versus Sanders there. You got Cesaro versus uh, Str- uh, Stricker uh, for the flyweight title, the women's flyweight title. You have a whole long list of great cards coming up, great fight card, a great fight card coming up. And again, it's at the Bahia Baltimore in Fort Lauderdale. The doors open at 6 p.m. Tell me a little bit about the fight card. I know when it comes to amateur, it's a little tricky sometimes because unfortunately sometimes they say yes and then they back down. But these guys are on point. You guys definitely, the card that you put out there that you promote is what the people are going to get. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh we do that by, by narrowing down the fighters to who takes this the most serious. Um, we we have work very closely with all the biggest camps in uh, South Florida, with the Black Zillion, the Jocko Hybrid Training Center, American Top Team, Rock MMA, Omni Combat. Um, and we've developed over the years a good relationship with, the, with these coaches and, and team owners. 
And, uh, you know, that's how we, we limit the amount of dropouts that we have. Now, we still have a lot of dropouts that occur with each card, you know, due to injury. A lot of these fight, amateur fighters are still learning how to stay safe in training, and, you know, they'll suffer an injury the week of the fight and want to pull out for that reason. Um, but uh, we have a very solid card lined up for next weekend. We've got 11 fights lined up. We have uh, three title fights. Um, we have the 145 title fight is a showdown between, uh, it's an ATT versus Black Zillion showdown. Dustin Lampros is going to be representing American Tops in Coconut Creek. He's a good friend and training partner of Charles Rosa hmm. um, and comes highly recommended by his manager, Charles McCarthy. Uh, High-level fighter, trains with the pros, and he's going to be facing Taiwan Claxton out of the Black Zillions. Uh, Taiwan's a perfect 3-0 at 145 pounds. And uh, he's got an extensive wrestling background that really helps him in his fights. Um, and he's also not the type of wrestler that will just hold down the fighter. He's very entertaining. He uses his wrestling to gain dominance and gain position. And, uh, and he really likes the ground and pound. So that should be an excellent matchup. Um, other than that, you mentioned Mike Sitowski. Originally, he was uh, meant to face a three-time lightweight champion in the state of Florida. Uh, R.J. Saunders. Unfortunately, R.J. Uh, suffered a knee injury last week. We were able to find a replacement for him. Uh, again, this one being out of the American Top Team training camp. A fighter's name is Landon Canonis. Landon has five fights. Um, he's on a two-fight win streak, and uh, he comes highly recommended by Roger Crawl, the head striking coach at American Top Team Coconut Creek. So this is another striker versus wrestler matchup and another ATT versus Black Zillion matchup. So this one also is expected to be fireworks. And then you got the main and, event with the ladies leading on. Yeah, the, the main event is really something special, something everybody's going to want to be tuning into. We have the number six uh, fighter, female fighter out of the state of Florida, Trisha Cicero, our current uh, women's flyweight champion. She's going to be taking on the number four um, women fighter out of Mississippi, out of Kayla Stryker. Kayla's five and one. Uh, I first met her when she was just two and zero oh, when she was competing in a Fighter Source World Challenge. And, um, you know, she's very deceivingly small and deceivingly innocent looking. But when she gets in the cage, I've seen her against opponents much bigger, much tougher looking than her. And she really puts it all together and, uh, and comes out with the win. Like I said, she's 5-1. and one, And her last fight is a TKO in the third round at Legacy Fighting Championships, which is another high-level promotion. And uh, we're very excited for, for her to, to accept this challenge and to uh, face our current champion, Trisha Cicero. Trisha Cicero has had all her fights with us at XFN. She's a perfect 3-0. She's out of American Top Team in Coconut Creek. She has two third-round submissions. She never stops to fight, and uh, she's really a bulldog in there. So uh, it's funny that I say bulldog. That's, that's Kayla's nickname, but hmm. it's going to be bulldog versus bulldog because these girls are just going to go at it. And, uh, you know, the women never, never, never disappoint. They're always good at putting on a good show than being the, uh, the main event. Daniel, I'm excited to uh, go ahead and ring announce this great event that's at the Bahia Mar in Fort Lauderdale Beach at the Double Tree uh, by Hilton. That's at 801 Sea Breeze Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And uh, you can head on over to xfn9.eventbrite.com. That's it. You can purchase your ticket. And if you're not in the area, well, you can see it at GFL. Really excited, really pumped for this great fight card. You're going to have a whole night of entertainment there, Daniel. Thank you, Rodolfo. I, I really appreciate it. We're excited to have you announce the event. Um, it's going to be a great night of fights, and I hope that uh, whoever can make it will also join us at the after party at Sin Night Club. And uh, while I have a moment, just want to say a big thank you to all the sponsors, the corporate sponsors that have made everything possible for these amateur fighters. 
you know, 844 for my rehab, the Institute of Non-Surgical Orthopedics, and of course, Phoenix Fight Gear, um, really premium, top quality fight gear. Go to phoenixfightgear.com and check out what they have to offer. Absolutely awesome, Daniel. Again, xfn9.eventbrite.com is the site you need to go to purchase your tickets June 11th at 6 p.m. Bahia Mar, Fort Lauderdale Beach, a double tree by Hilton. Thanks so very much, Daniel. We'll catch you this weekend at XFN number nine. Thank you. And now it's time to give you a reality check. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Reality Check. Just a reminder to follow us on Twitter at The Roman Show and visit our website, The Roman Show. Tom, George, um, I just want to make sure of something, um, kid, if I could call you kid. Um, Cadet, do I have enough charisma in my voice today? Are, are you sure? Are you sure, kid? Come on, Cadet, come on, please. Lack of charisma in this one, buddy. But I will tell you something, they got a lot of charisma and they didn't even need... Uh, an interview, and that's Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is returning to mixed martial arts. He is coming back at the UFC 200 pay-per-view against Mark Hunt, a very vicious Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt is not a joke. He's a very serious fighter. But then again, UFC 200 already has, what, it's lining up to be an all-star pay-per-view. Definitely awarding, since it is UFC 200. Many people are trying to compare it to UFC 100. You know, when I say that UFC 200 is a slight little bit better than UFC 100. I, I, well, for the wannabe journalists out there, let's show them how it's really done. I have to actually agree with that, Mr. Roman, because UFC 200 is actually becoming a lot better with UFC 100. The, and yes, they filled the void with many, many replacement fights when originally it was supposed to be Brock, uh, I'm sorry, it was supposed to be Nate Diaz versus... Uh, you know, Conor McGregor. But they just hit the world with one of the most epic fights, something that no one saw coming, Mr. Roman. Because everyone's there saying, you know, oh, this is a rumor. You know, when they first started coming on the social media scene, oh, this is a rumor. It's impossible because he's, in the, he's on a WWE contract. The, the, not going to happen. Boom. Brock Lesnar returns to the octagon in practically one of the biggest announcements in MMA history. Now, I will say this. This is going to work out for both companies, for both UFC and MMA and UFC, uh, sorry, WWE, mainly because you get a WWE professional wrestler in your MMA octagon. Now, that's not only promoting UFC 200, obviously, but it's also helping the WWE get more, you know, oomph. Because right now, Brock Lesnar is not a UFC fighter. He's contracted as a WWE professional wrestler. And on top of that, the fact that he's fighting Mark Hunt, man, I can't wait to see those two bulls lock up. Yeah, they're gonna I will tell you this, though. Uh, for the minute there, Brock Lesnar was on top as far as the favorites, but regardless to say, now Las Vegas has Mark Hunt as the favorite. I was actually hope, pulling for Josh Barnett because I know Barnett went on to Twitter, uh, you know, trying to get a petition to get him to fight Brock Lesnar. 
Yeah, but at the same time, uh, Barnett uh, is taking on uh, Andre Olaski, which actually we talked about here, so that wasn't uh, going to be a person. But Mark Hunt, Mark Hunt is serious. He's, he's no, oh yeah. Per- now, let me just talk uh, because we were talking about this off the air. What if, what if the WWE or Vince, because of course he is a businessman, what if he just set up a spoiler? What if? Because you know how the UFC builds Mark Hunt as this Samoan monster. And who's Samoan right now in the WWE? Someone that could take Brock Lesnar in possibly WrestleMania. Think about it. Samoa Joe. What if it's a setup? I don't know. I Again, this is this is just me as a fan, okay? I'm not spoiling anything because I'm not a writer, okay? I can't spoil anything. I'm just an opinion. Uh, I, I just share my opinion, and if I'm right, oh, my God, I didn't spoil it because it was just my opinion. But the fact is, is could it be possible? Very interesting, actually. It's set up pretty, pretty nice. I, I, it, it was set up, Brock Lesnar, to come back onto WWE television, hating Samoans. Just saying. It's something to throw out there, but obviously that has been the big talk. Uh, many of the question why he's coming back. Well, he said that, you know, last time he was in the UFC inside the octagon, he was just at 110%. But this time he is. He's feeling good, and he feels that he's going to give it all. But now, I mean, this is a win-win situation for both the UFC and, and the WWE. Yep. Number one, because right after UFC 200, the WWE can go ahead and advertise that he's going to be part of SummerSlam. And vice versa. Now the U- the UFC and the WWE can work together to promote the UFC 200. As the WWE can say, hey, don't forget to watch Brock Lesnar next month, blah, blah, blah. Right. Now here's one thing, though. Here's one thing. Mm-hmm. Don't think that Brock Lesnar could be in SummerSlam, although it's advertised. Reason being, you have to get medically cleared to compete, whether it's pro wrestling or whatever you're going to do. But if it's something of physical activity, the doctors... Uh, have to give you a clearance to proceed. So let's say if Brock Lesnar is knocked out by Mark Hunt, you get a couple of weeks that you cannot train or do anything. So you roughly have about a month or a month and, and change till SummerSlam. Yeah, so this fight can be a big-time fear. It, it could turn around for the WWE and not in a good way because Mark Hunt, again, is a very, very powerful striker. This is a man that could knock you out. It's very hard to knock out Mark Hunt, but it's not, you know, hard for Mark Hunt to knock you out. So, but not taking away from Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar does have that knockout power. But is it going to be, would it work against Mark? We, time will tell. Uh, all I got to say is that for WWE fans, if you're watching UFC 200, let's just hope that Mark Hunt doesn't hurt Brock that bad. But from our past experience, Mark has destroyed opponents before in stand-up game. So it's hard to tell. All right, switching gears. We also found out that UFC 202 will be in the main event. Nate Diaz versus Commodore McGregor in a rematch. But also, reports are stating that finally we can see the debut of CM Punk against Mickey Gale. A one-round fight that you'll see a quick tap out. Uh, we don't know yet, but I mean, we don't know. 
the rumors are or reports are saying that all of the competition that CM Punk has had in the gym, well, let's say out of 10, he's probably won just one. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm glad that you brought that up because I did read that same report. Now, was the... The funny part on that report, uh, not to correct you, Mr. Roman, I apologize if, I, if I'm doing that, but basically the report was saying it was fiv- that he lost 14 out of 15 fights. And that's kind of sad. Very sad. Extremely sad. But needless to say, that's what we got coming. Now, with this trade here, if you want to call it between WWE and UFC, the WWE is eyeing Paige Bonzant. Lately, she's made a name for herself, not only because she's pretty, but she's always been a dancing star. star. She's been getting a lot of press, a lot of publicity. So, what was it? Two years ago, we got Ronda, about two years ago, we got Ronda Rousey in WrestleMania. Now we might have Paige Van Zandt in SummerSlam. So we could see that exchange between UFC and WWE, which both sports could benefit. Well, yeah, they could benefit. But again, not to uh, talk low of Van Zandt, but... You know, if you really put in a measuring stick between, you know, uh, Ponzan and, of course, Ronda Rousey, who you think is going to win in popularity votes there in a WWE audience, I'm saying. So it's it's kind of a shame that, you know, that we won't get Rousey. But, hey, something is something. Now, question is, what will they do with Ponzan? What would they do with her at SummerSlam? Time will tell. It's something, and, and something could be worked into it. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, that pretty much wraps up the Roman show this week. Again, uh, I'll be out there June 10th, Bank United Center, Tannin SC, calling the action, and then following on XFN uh, the following night in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, June 11th. And we'll be back next week with Elias of Nonpoint right here on the Roman show. He'll be joining us about their new single, Generation Idiots. And their new album coming out later this summer. Actually, it's coming out in July. And uh, also visit us on our website, theromanshow.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash rromano201. We got some new interviews there uh, with uh, Jason Cade of FIT and much more. And George, if you haven't been on, you haven't been heard. Correct. And keep on sending them those dashing emails. You can send it to also at 786-942-9424 is the Roman Show hotline. That's 786-942-9424. Or email us at info at theromanshow.com. Till next week. Look at that. I just got an email from Kimberly. All right. End the show.